please join me in the litany of invitation and confession that's printed in your order of worship. Today we stand as benefactors with a long lineage of those whom God called and ordained to service. God has called us. God has called us. Sisters and brothers, let us live lives as large as the love of God as we listen for the calling of the Holy Spirit. We are forgiven. Welcome to the worship of God at Northside Drive Baptist Church. It's good to be together as God's people on this good day, and especially on this day when we'll be ordaining two ordinands in our church to the diaconate. That would be Jenny Hedrick, and that would be Sabrina Thomas. Now, some from their families are here, or at least from Daniel's family is here. Uh, glad to have your brother with us today, so glad you're here, and glad that Sabrina's parents are here. I hear that they don't ordain many women in Dahlonega, and so I'm glad you've come to Atlanta to celebrate that. We certainly celebrate her. Welcome to all of the guests that are here. There is on the edge of your order of service a welcome card. If you're a guest, if you'd complete that, it'll help me connect name and face uh, for you. And then for anyone that would like to be prayed for this week, it's an honor for our staff and our deacons to pray for you by name and by need. And you can place that as a request and drop that in the offering plate as well. We'll be ordaining the deacons later in the service, and I'll be preaching a brief sermon, but, but don't get your hopes up. This is not a trend. From Luke 15, that's the gospel lesson. The epistle lesson will be uh, Paul's testimony as a called person of God, and our two ordinands will be giving some of their personal story and testimony today. And then the lesson that we're about to hear is the, the formative moment of the early deacons. In the uh, church history, in the book of Acts, it's the story of a need that the church had, and the preachers couldn't, couldn't meet that need, but the deacons could. So we'll open our hearts and minds and ears to the Spirit. Welcome. A need in the church creates a need for deacon ministry. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Acts 
Now, during those days when the disciples were increasing in number, the Hellenists complained against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution of food. And the twelve called together the whole community of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should neglect the word of God in order to wait on tables. Therefore, friends, select from among yourselves seven men of good standing, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we may appoint to this task, while we, for our part, will devote ourselves to prayer and to serving the word. What they said pleased the whole community, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit, together together with Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. They had these men stand before the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. Here ends the first lesson. Now let's pray together. Holy One, who delivered Israel from slavery and who raised Jesus from the dead, we praise you for your abundant mercy and your faithfulness, for you are faithful. And your faithfulness endures to all generations. You are compassionate and gracious, slow to anger. And we bring our deep gratitude for your saving grace, which has saved us again and again. On this day of ordination, we pray for Sabrina Thomas and Jenny Hedrick, two of our own, whom the church will ordain as servants. May you bless their deacon ministry, bless them generously with your compassion, your grace, and your faithfulness. Help them to live into their calling as deacons of this church. Strengthen them by your love to be agents of mercy. Lord, we give you thanks for new life for Nash Freeman Woodward, grandson to Jerry and Jackie Poole. May you watch over this child of God and over his family. And we pray for healing for the family of Barry Love. May it come even now, as generous as is your love and as quick as your mercy. And for a broken world, we lift up the cares and woes that we carry around in our bodies and our souls, some too secret to name, others that we voice out loud. You know them all. Tend to us in your providence and good time. Through Christ our Lord, who taught his disciples to pray, this prayer we'll say together now boldly, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The Apostle Paul tells of the grace of God which he received and his opportunity to demonstrate God's love to others. 
A reading from the first letter of Paul to Timothy. I am grateful to Christ Jesus our Lord, who has strengthened me because he judged me faithful and appointed me to his service, even though I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and a man of violence. But I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. But for that very reason, I received mercy, so that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display the utmost patience, making me an example to those who would come to believe in him for eternal life. To the King of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Here ends the second lesson. I'd like to invite all the children to come forward at this time. And children, if you guys will walk around this kneeler, we'll come back to it at the end. Come right up here on the steps. Good morning, everybody. We've got our offering plate right here if you brought your offering with you. Thank you. Okay, well, good morning. How's everybody today? Are we good? What does it look like I am? Can you guess? A what? A waiter? What's another word for a waiter when you go to restaurants and they come up and say, Hi, I'm Andrea. I'll be your server today. That's right. That's what they say. Leah, we go to restaurants, don't we? So we know, so that's what they come up and they say and they introduce themselves. Yes, I'm going to. Will you help me pull that up in just a minute? So today there's something very special going on at our church today. We are ordaining. Can you say ordain? We are ordaining two people to be deacons. Can you say the word deacon? Yes, that's very good. Now look, look right here. This is called a kneeler. Can you say kneeler? We're going to come back to the kneeler in just a second. Now we know all the words that we're going to use today. So We, meaning we, the church, today are going to ordain Miss Sabrina and Miss Jenny, and that's uh, that's some mommies up here, some of our mommies up here, right? We're going to ordain them, which means we, the church, are going to call them and name them and help them to serve 
at God and to serve others. And so that's what we're going to do today. So I brought my tray because I wanted you to see, I, this is kind of like some way that we can think about serving, right? When we think about service, we think about people who come to your table and they bring you things like food. But deacons, you know what they do? They come to people and they serve them in many ways. How do we serve other people? Well, Leah, lift that for me. If you guys want to grab a heart. And then if you can read, I would like for you to read your heart to the congregation. On all of these hearts, these are ways that we can serve others, okay? Who would like to go first? Uh, you will go first, Aaron. Okay, read your heart. Mine says, have a, have a yard sale and donate the money to charity. How about you, Joanne? Um, I don't know what this says. Be encouraging. Um, be kind to all. Bring food to someone who is sick. Be a listener for someone who needs it. Plant a garden and donate your produce to others. Well, let's read this for you, NJ. It says, donate books and games to a local hospital. Let's see what yours says, Leah. It says, be encouraging. Let's see what yours says, Blythe. Blythe says, be a mentor to a younger friend. And Levon, what does yours say? Can I see that? Oh, no. Be a friend. And what? let's see what yours says, James and Mary Caroline. It says, sit with someone at school who isn't sitting with anyone else. So on all, on all of these hearts, we have written ways to serve each other. Now, everybody look at the kneeler. Today, when we ordain our deacons, we are going to take our hands and we're going to lay our hands on them to pray for them and love them and support them as they serve others, as we have ordained them to do. So right now, if we want to go over to the kneeler, and if you want to put your knees on it and kneel, this is just like at communion, we're going to do that. So, Or we can just go stand by it, and we can put our hands on it and feel what it's like. Would you all like to go on a field trip? Yes. Yes, let's go check it out. Dear God, thank you for the love that you give us and help us to give that love to others as we grow and serve you. Be with those who we ordain this day to be deacons. Help us to love them and support them as they serve your church. In God's name we pray. Amen.
Jesus responds to his followers and his critics by telling parables of discovery and joy. A reading from the Gospel according to Luke. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? When she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The Gospel of the Lord. This chapter of Luke 15 has some of the best stories in the whole New Testament. In fact, there are three stories about the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. Or you could say it's about the searching shepherd, the diligent woman, or the waiting father. That in these stories, Jesus is inviting us to this... To this um, odd kingdom, this odd realm of God where all are welcome and all are equal. Now, if you can stomach this, imagine these parables as jokes. And they have all the ingredients of a good joke or a good story. To start at the end, they have a punchline. That is, you're expecting one thing and then yet it turns and there's a whole different capacity for good news and joy. The coin is found. The sheep, 99 are left behind, but one is searched for. The likelihood of finding may be slim, but found, and there's joy. And the same with the son that comes home. Joy, joy, joy. That's the punchline. But like any joke, there has to be a preface to it, what I would call a premise. What would the the premise of these be? And it would be that God welcomes all, God receives all. But in a good story or a good joke, after the premise, there's a problem, right? There's always this tension point. It doesn't go as well as you think it would. In this, we have verses 1 and 2 of the chapter, that all of the sinners keep on coming to Jesus, but all of the religious kind of arrogant people keep on grumbling about Jesus. In that paradox, these keep coming and these keep grumbling, there is this tension that is set up that Jesus then tells the story. A premise, uh, a problem, 
and then the process of the journey, the searching, and then the punchline at the end. As I was thinking about that um, formula of a joke, a formula of a parable and story, and then also thinking about our deacon ordination today, I thought, I think this might fit together. The way I would say it is, the home turf of a deacon is to be (laughs) between the premise and the punchline, to live near where the problem is. Now, that's exactly what happened in Acts chapter 6. That was the first lesson read. The church had gotten into problems. The big premise of God, we heard read last week in Acts chapter 2. The whole family read it. And as they read it, uh, it was God is giving God's spirit on all people, young and old, wealthy and poor, men and women, slave and free. What a noble thing the church begins with. But four chapters later, the church has run aground on division and controversy, and the diversity that God had in mind was wider than the church could handle. Yeah, remember? And those who were perhaps the privileged insiders may have been excluding the marginalized outsiders, or at least they felt that way, the Hellenist and the Hebrew speakers. They come to the preachers, the apostles, and complain, and they say, well, we don't know what to do about it, but we think you need to appoint some deacons. And so the deacons were appointed to make sure that everyone got enough food in the distribution of the daily food. In other words, the deacon's home turf was right there where the problem was, between God's ideal premise and the punchline where all get what they need, but sometimes there's a gap in between. (laughs) The sinners keep coming and the grumblers keep grumbling. I guess there's always been both kinds in the church, the sinners, the grumblers, those who keep coming, those who keep grumbling. The deacons will be working with both. But here's part of the punchline for me. What if they are the same persons? As in, I'm Exhibit A. You read my journal every night. I'm both. I'm the one moving toward God God, help me be more aware of your presence in my life. But I'm also the one grumbling at God, like Barry loves death at 57 years old is way too young. I'm both the one coming toward God and the one grumbling about God. I guess what I need may be the same thing you need in case you are both of those. What we need is what the early church needed. What we need is a deacon. And we are ordaining two today. Thank God. Amen. It is our tradition that when a word is said, an invitation to dedication is offered.
And we'll be singing this hymn uh, that is in our hymnals. If you think sometimes the uh, servant ministers of the church are stretched thin, there's a reason. There's a wideness in God's mercy. So we need one another. Let's stand together and sing. This time of the service, I'd like to bring a few celebrations and concerns and announcements to you. And let's begin with uh, the fact that Murdy Cope will be taking the last photographs of the member directory for this year. Thank you so much, Murdy, wherever you are. I'm trying to find you. Thank you, Murdy. There you are. Dead center, 12 o'clock, for all that you have done. And we love your photographs. So if you haven't been photographed yet, you may go to the chapel side of the sanctuary out this door in the narthex in the colonnade directly around the sanctuary to get your photograph taken. Later this afternoon at 3 p.m., Les Trois Voix, the Three Voices, and Choir Guild will be performing at the chapel of Northside Drive. Make plans to attend if you haven't already. Church Council will meet tomorrow night at 7 p.m. And then next Sunday, a week from today, will be our church anniversary luncheon, our annual anniversary luncheon, RSVP to the church office. And if you're here and listening, you can sign up in the narthex. There are three sign-up sheets on the table. Sign up for next Sunday. I want to bring a few prayer concerns uh, that I've already prayed for in the morning prayer, but to make sure to name these explicitly that uh, Jerry and Jackie Poole's daughter, Elizabeth, gave birth to Nash Freeman Woodward on September 9th. 
and we celebrate with Jerry and Jackie and their family for the birth of this new life. We pray with the family of Barry Love. James and other Northside drivers were there in Charlotte, North Carolina at the funeral service yesterday at Myers Park Baptist. James delivered a eulogy, J.B. Gilbert read scripture, and many gathered uh, to be with Debbie and the children. We pray for them as we pray for all of you who have your own concerns, and may they be heard by a God who loves you and hears you now. Our sanctuary choir will help us continue with our worship with this offertory hymn, the familiar Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. Here's my heart, Lord, take and seal it.
all-loving God, we give thanks for the choir's perfect pitch, for them knowing that our hearts need tuning, to sing thy praise, to confess our sins, to receive thy grace, and to be a part of your healing in this old world. Bless us and bless these offerings to be used in that service. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. As we've been saying, this time of ordination is a time of celebration and storytelling. So Sabrina and Jenny, would you come to this lectern? And on their way, I appreciate them saying yes to be willing to share some of their story with us. And whatever the New Testament is about, it is about the telling of stories of how God makes a difference in people's lives and how that connects with the larger body of Christ. And so Jenny and Sabrina have said yes. Would you share some of your story with us? Sure. So good morning, everyone. I um, wanted to start just by saying that I'm humbled to serve as a deacon in this church. It definitely was a little surprise to be asked. Um, so I was very, it's considered a great honor for this important role. Um, my journey as a believer began actually 30 years ago this year at First Baptist Church of Cleveland, Tennessee. During a children's choir rehearsal, I made a commitment to follow Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. In the following year, I was baptized in that church. Um, my relationship with God was nourished in that church for many years until I went away to college. And But however, during my 20s, I really didn't attend church for several years, and this left a large hole in my spirit. I really missed being part of a church family. We joined First Baptist Knoxville in 2009, and it didn't take long for us to get very involved. Um, in 2013, Daniel told me he wanted to go into ministry, and I said, really? And he said, you wanted me to go to church? <laughs> um, so, but in 2013, in September of that year, we announced Daniel's call to ministry. Um, there was a guest preacher that day, and he was preaching about the burning bush and Moses responding to call. And we'd already planned to go forward. That was just like an extra emotional part of the service. But I still get chills when I think about us going forward and announcing that. I felt like we were telling the world what we had been holding inside for six months. Um, but in the last ten years, I really feel like I've learned a lot about God's grace and forgiveness through different events in our lives. And, um, and I think that's what we really all need to know about the gospel. Um, so you all called Daniel to be associate pastor at this church a little over two years ago, and you've graciously welcomed us into your family, just like we've been here much longer than that, and I'm grateful for each one of you. Um, so I see deacon ordination as an opportunity to minister to the members of this church. In the body of Christ, we each have a role to play with our own gifts and talents, and I see my role as being one of encouragement. The author of Hebrews said, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. I hope to use this opportunity as deacon to encourage all of you to continue deepening your faith in God, sharing God's grace, love, and forgiveness with those around you. I commit to grow in my own practices of discipleship, in prayer, service, and the study of God's word. We live in a world of people who are searching for hope. They are searching for the living water that we find in Jesus. 
I pray that we will all shine the light of God's love into the world in which we find ourselves. May God bless our church so that we may all grow together in love for God and love for our neighbors. Good job. Um, thank you. This is an honor to, to even be asked. So I'm, And also coming from a small town, Southern Baptist, women are not allowed to be deacons nor pretty much talk. Um, so... This is, this is an honor. Um, Kurt and I are extremely blessed to have ever visited here. We drove by. We've been, we moved to the neighborhood about eight years ago, and we were looking for a church. Couldn't find one. Um, not that we couldn't find one. We visited several, but um, for more than one reason, we just wasn't a fit for them. For, but for the most reason was Jolene was like three or four months old, and they always wanted us to take her to the nursery. But no offense to churches or to their churches, I didn't know anybody, so I didn't want to leave my baby with somebody I didn't know. So we drove by this church, and we did some research, and we came in, and we were open, we were, you know, open arms, come in, you know, welcomed so much, and uh, we sat down, and Kurt looked at me, and he said, you're happy they didn't ask you to go to the nursery, aren't you? And I go, yes. (laughs) So, uh, and then we heard James's sermon, and we were going away, and from that moment on, we were like, this is a wonderful church. We loved it. You have yet to disappoint us, so thank you. Um, so after about three or four weeks of visiting, we finally filled out the form where James always said, if you're a visitor, fill it out. So we filled it out, and that next week, Mike Gregg called Kurt and said, I'd like to have lunch. As soon as they hung up, Kurt called me at work and said, oh, the church is called. They're going to ask me what I do for a living. He goes, it's been a good run. <laughs> I was like, well, it may be good things. He goes, I don't know. They're going to ask me, and you know me. I'm going to tell them everything. And I'm like, okay. So they had lunch the next week. He called me directly after at work, and he said, believe it or not, they want to come to one of my shows. He goes, I told them. It's in a bar. (laughs) He's like, that's okay. We'll have a beer together. So from then on, we've been welcomed with open arms. This church um, is truly just a blessing for our families and for our family, um, you've done nothing but show support and love for our family, our jobs, our careers, everything. Um, so as a deacon from that love and support, I hope that I can give back and serve and support each and all of y'all for being so loving. Y'all love without knowing it, and I appreciate that. Um, I was always taught that hate was a strong word, never to use it. Love is a powerful word to always show it. So I hope I can do that as a deacon. Thank you. Thank you, Sabrina and Jenny. Would you come and meet me down here? I appreciate you sharing your story. And I appreciate you sharing your story. And you gift us uh, by doing so. And we're glad you're a part of our story. There is in your order of service a litany of ordination. Uh, I'll be reading the leader. These deacons will read the deacon part. And then we will all join in on the all. So, let us do so. Jesus said to his disciples, Let the greatest among you become as the least, and the leader as the one who serves. As As deacons of of Northside Drive Baptist Church, we pledge to be servants. As the servants of the Lord and deacons of this church, do you promise to share compassionate love with the families of our church? 
And will you uh, do this by praying for them and offering Christ-like love to them? As servants of the Lord and deacons in this church, we will do this. We covenant to support your service with our prayers and encouragement. We charge you to carry out your responsibilities with faith, hope, and love, love. May your love grow for God, for your sisters and brothers in faith, and for this part of the body of Christ. Thanks. This time we come to an ancient ritual of the laying on of hands. As did they in that first church in Acts chapter 6, you're invited to participate in this as well. Sabrina and Jenny will kneel at the kneeler, and what you're invited to do is either come up this aisle or this aisle, and the line will form here. Then you'll come by and lay hands on either their head or their shoulders, and then uh, on each of them, and then if you have a prayer to whisper to them, uh, do so. Now, this isn't a time to catch up on your morning devotional and cite the 23rd Psalm and the other scriptures you've memorized. It would be something brief like, you're loved, you're prayed for, we care about you. Now, I think the children were going to be gotten and brought back. Have... Uh, bring them all. <laughs> There's no height requirement for... Uh, because, because we want the children to participate. Yesterday in Barry Love's uh, memorial service, I mentioned his ordination. And in his ordination, which was 20 years ago, kneeling here, that his daughter Erin came through and one of her friends, Paige Whiffin. And uh, they were like four years old, maybe. They were preschoolers. And everybody, there were some tears being shed and there was heavy words being said. And then Paige came through and not knowing what else to say, but wanting to say something from her heart, said to Barry, uh, have fun. <laughs> and that may have been the most important thing said the whole time. So they'll be getting the kids uh, t together and coming, but we'll go ahead and begin. So if you would, if you would kneel down. And Kurt, I'm going to let you and your family start, if you would, and there will be music as we pray for and lay hands on. And so as you feel led, come up this aisle or this aisle, come by, and then go back to your seat in this direction. Let's begin.
Laxton, who is the chair of our diaconate, to say a prayer of blessing for these two ordinaries. May we pray. Gracious God, we thank you today for giving us the joy of ordaining Jenny and Sabrina as new deacons. We would ask that you bless them, that they may know true humility and faithfulness in their service to you and the church. Remind all of us to follow the example of Christ, who came to serve rather than be served, who was more at home with the least of these, who ministered to everyone without regard, with courage and determination, and who loved others with complete abandonment and unconditionally. And finally, help all of us as individuals and as a church to be resilient and persistent in Northside Drive's mission and to be open to change and new ideas in order to stay relevant in an ever-changing world. In your most holy name I pray, amen. Thank you, Beth. You can stand now. Jenny and Sabrina, uh, you're now deacons, and what a gift it is to serve with you. You can rejoin your families as we prepare to uh, leave, and we'll sing together. We're marching to Zion. Let's stand together and sing.
yesterday's memorial service at Myers Park Baptist Church, Tommy, uh, you remember Tom, gosh, and they, Jones, Tom Jones and Jane that were charter members of our church, Tommy, their son, and daughter-in-law Amy are on staff at that church. And I spoke with Tommy, who is the spitting image of both of his parents. And as we sang this, I could imagine Tom Jones, a bass in the choir, standing next to Barry Love, a bass in the choir, singing out that bass part on the refrain, We're marching on to Zion. And they're there now. Remember this as you prepare to go. May the strength of Christ uplift you, the comfort of the Holy Spirit surround you, and the grace and mercy of God give you hope and give you courage this day and every day as we go in peace. Amen.